0: Welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. It's your girl, Asia Abstin. We are back with episode 44. Uh, that record, how sexy is that intro? That is Feel Away, 2 Chainz, Kanye West, Brent Faiyaz. I mean, that alone makes me excited. Y'all know I'm from Chicago. You know I fuck with Ye as crazy as he is. I'm always going to fuck with Ye. It is what it is. Uh, So today I've got a dope interview for you by my girl, Daisha Kennedy, my new business bestie. She is going to change your life with this information. Your budget is about to get snatched. Your money is about to get right after this episode. But before I hop right into that, I dropped my very first course. (laughs) I pre-launched it. This week, and I'm stuttering even talking about it because I'm so excited and I honestly can't believe I did it. But you guys know I had Ellie Talks Money on uh, previously and she convinced me that I needed to drop this course. I've had this information rattling around in my brain for the longest and it was time. It was time to drop this information. So the Lux 365 course is a course for women women who want to leave mediocrity behind forever and live their most glamorous, abundant, luxurious lives starting now. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's about money. It's about abundance. It's about joy. It's about manifesting. It's about positivity. It's about dating better men. It's about success. It's about career. And I talk about all of that on the show every week. You guys know that. But this is just an hour. I can only give you so much content. And this is geared towards entrepreneurs. This is geared towards business. The Lux 365 course is taking it personal. It's taking it to a deeper level. This is the content that you need. This is that guided uh, big sister over your shoulder to teach you how to achieve all the goals you have ever had for yourself starting today. So the pre-launch is up as we speak, as you are listening to this, and the actual course launch date is this Thanksgiving. I cannot believe it. I have been working my butt off to bring you guys this, and I am so, 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 so thrilled. The feedback has been insane. You are going to learn so much, and you're going to change your life with this course. I can guarantee you that. So anyway... As always, I will link all the scoop for the Lux 365 course in the show notes. Now, let's get into the broke black girl. Today, I am joined by entrepreneur, financial feminist, boss babe, Dasha Kennedy, creator of the broke black girl. She is a digital creator, money lover, black woman advocate. Welcome, Dasha. I'm so thrilled to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. So it's Daisha. You pronounce it Daisha. Daisha.
1: Excuse Dasha. me. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody does that. My
0: mom should have threw a Y in there or something. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's she okay. should it's have. Dasha. You know I've what, mom? I'm going I'm to email her. I'm going to get on her about that. <laughs> yes, but well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited about the interview. Absolutely. Um, You've got a lot to talk about and today, if I'm not mistaken, is like the anniversary of the day you started your business. Am I right? Yes, it is. Um, 2017.
1: And to be honest, I just woke up and did it. Okay. I just woke up. And how was that possible? Did. You just rolled out the bed and said, you know what? Today's a good day. Yes, to be honest, yes. I've always had a passion for financial literacy Um, coming from a teen mom. My mom didn't really have a great introduction to financial literacy. I didn't have a great introduction to financial literacy. And then I ended up working in a financial institution. I don't know how that works, how the universe figured that out. But I ended up working in a financial institution and just working there. I just realized that a lot of the information that's created is created from a very privileged place so working in a financial institution having to teach financial literacy to other black women and i'm sitting on these phone calls and this information is so watered down it's it's from a very privileged place and i'm fuming in the inside every day because i want to pull the call to the side and say sis that's what I have to say to you is not what's really happening. Like I wanted to be able to break it down to women, especially in our culture in a way that I knew that they could understand it. And I just can do that. So November the 12th, 2017, I said, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands and teach financial literacy in a way that I know black women will
0: receive it. And I just woke up and did it. I just woke up and did it. That is brilliant first of all i've never heard it said like that that the information um was coming from such a place that it just couldn't even reach the average person it was so privileged it was so high level it was so above and beyond that it needed to be at kindergarten level you can't teach me trigonometry if i don't know addition and subtraction so that is heavy yeah that's true And, and people will think like Oh, you need a budget. Oh, you need to
1: create an emergency fund. And then you have people on the phone like, what, what is that? You know, like, I I don't even know where to start. And me not being able to, me not being able to deviate from a corporate America script. It just was not resonating well with my soul because I'm leaving work, having done my job as a worker, as an employee, But I felt like I was failing black women because I couldn't say this is not what that really means. This, Like, I know what you may want and what you're asking for, but this is not what's really happening. So it just became too much. So I said... Don't worry about it. You know, black women, we notorious for it. Don't worry about it. I we it. got I'll it right.
0: I'll do it if nobody else does it. I will do it. That is epic. Congratulations on your three you. of your brands. Like that is such a huge deal. Um, before we get too yeah. deep, because you started with fire already. I was this supposed it. to be asking this you it. <laughs> about me. a cocktail. Please. <laughs> I see you got me off track because that was just too good. I couldn't, I couldn't help but run with it. But we need a cocktail. We need to get drunk. Cocktail of the week from you. Okay. And then we can deep dive into the money. Tell the people what's your favorite beverage, or what do you recommend? What do you drink when you are not snatching edges about this money?
1: I am a mimosa girl to the heart. I don't care what time of the day, where I'm at. I am a mimosa girl. It's normally some type of sparkling wine. I normally drink Prosecco, um orange juice pineapple juice whatever type of juice honestly i have in the house i throw a few pieces of fruit in there and i'm calling <laughs> it a day i love mimosas yes i love and it, it's a, it gives me rich it gives me just rich girl brunch vibes. Yes. day doing budgets doing this and doing this when i get my mimosa it's tuned out i'm
0: <laughs> yeah i love yes. it and you're 100 right a mimosa is always a rich bitch vibe i mean yes. how could it not give me a beautiful champagne flute some fruit you know some energy yes. maybe a little view and a vibe put some drake on and get into it yes i love it i'm a mimosa, I'm a mimosa girl to the heart i am a big fan of that you know guys i will always link a recipe to a fantastic mimosa for you. We will call it the Daisha special since now I got her name right. Yes. (laughs) We're going to get it absolutely together. And you know, Daisha, I was introduced to you by Jance Charte. Okay. Okay. It was on episode 36 of my podcast. Uh And you know, she snatched my wig and Mm -hmm. I asked her who else she would recommend for the show. And the only person that came to mind was you really
1: that's my girl that's that's my girl
0: she said you had yeah. the attitude and you were a financial wizard her words wizard yeah. sis <laughs> yes um
1: just that that's my girl I've actually learned so much um from her just in the industry period um when it comes to social media when it comes to marketing um because I didn't start out to just say like hey I want to start a of be like I knew that I needed to fill a void. I didn't know that it, I eventually was going to be launching a business. So she is definitely one of the people in St. Louis that I definitely learned from.
0: Absolutely. Shout out to you, Jance. I know she's listening. Hey, girl. Um, so now let's get into these questions because I'm trying okay. to get rich like you. I'm trying to get put on. The people need answers. So let's get into it. Um, okay. As we know, the gender wage gap is real. And when you factor in blackness, that gap just widens even more. So that's a huge like systemic problem that we all have to tackle. But what would you recommend that black women do in their personal lives to close the pay gap? yeah so that is a very good question one of
1: the things that i live by is that personal finance is personal and it starts with you taking a personal accountability for where you're at yes the racial wealth gap is real yes the gender wealth gap is real we know that to be true and we have people like myself that will fight for that for the rest of my life but in the meantime as an individual, as a black woman, we really have to be, hold ourselves accountable for the financial choices that we make. For for example, we can't be out here doing stuff we know we don't got no business doing. No spending, business. On this and that, dipping and dabbing here, and then praying for a meal cool on the 31st when the rent do on the 1st. We can't, we have to take personal accountability for the things that we do and how we spend our money. So I'm very big on personal finance, being personal and the, the first thing is owning up to where you are and analyzing exactly what you have going on, what's coming in, what's going out, why is this happening? Nobody else is going to be in control
0: or responsible for your money the way that you should be. I agree with that. A hundred percent. Dang, you make us sound like alcoholics. You know, they like the first step is admitting what the problem is, admitting that you're alcoholic. that's real
1: that's real and that's why the broke black girl for me that name sticks because before we get into all of the affirmations and all of the feel good messages let's first address the elephant in the room Ooh, probably you probably wrote let's let's address that and right. if we address that and don't ignore it don't fight it and don't try to dress it up in some pretty affirmation because you can say all of the right things but if you're not addressing the problem or doing the work what the affirmation don't matter so for me let's address the broke black girl that exists and then we can heal from that we can build from that and that's why i set it up that way once we
0: get past that we good everything after that we we build it shots fire she called y'all broke she called me broke and i agree because (laughs) i'm not nowhere near as rich as i want to be i agree i personally am a victim of um doing more than I should be doing Mm -hmm. in the wrong way and not doing enough Mm -hmm. of what I should be doing in the right way. So you're a hundred percent right. Accountability is key. If you don't know how your money's coming in or how it's going out, how are you ever going to get on the right track financially? Yes.
1: And that's, and that's real. I think a lot of it with what I focus on is just basic personal finance education. Before we get into investing real estate wealth building, none of that matters if your foundation is not solid. The foundation has to be, before you can build on top of that, the foundation has to be solid. And that's kind of what I like to focus on. Like, let's focus first focus on the education piece. You know exactly what personal finance education is, budgeting is, all of those small
0: things. You know that first, and then we can talk about scaling up. I like that. That's 100% correct. Foundation is first, girls. Okay, so what would you say is the biggest challenge millennials face regarding their finances?
1: To be honest, I really want to say a lack of education and a lack of execution. And the reason why I think those go hand in hand, because the education is there, the resources are there, they are online. But even when it's right in front of your face, if you don't know what to do with it or how to properly apply it, it really doesn't matter. So I would say those really are the two biggest things, education and execution when it comes to money management, debt management, income building, to me, that would probably be the biggest thing.
0: Well, education, I agree with you. There are so many resources online. At this point, if you don't want to know, it's because you don't want to know. But, you know, sadly, our school systems and our parents, they never (laughs) taught us this. Like, I can give you (laughs) the Pythagorean theorem Breakfast, lunch, and dinner all night, but I cannot give you, you know, how to get a loan. I cannot give you yeah. credit. I cannot give you that information, meaning getting it from school. Those are things that I have to learn yeah. on my own or through my parents. So it's truly a disservice in this generation and generations previous that we weren't taught these things in school. It just did not exist. Yeah. But execution, however, that's a message and a word right there. That takes. Yeah. It- That takes it to a a really uh, greater level because people will, you know, lie, die, steal and kill for some Dior sneakers. They're going to figure out how to get them Balenciagas they want come hook a crook. But they refuse to execute on financial literacy. Yes. Yeah, that's real. That's why I said they go hand-in-hand.
1: I couldn't just say education alone because, again, I know that there are a lot of issues that are well out of our control when it comes to education and personal finance. But then when the information is available, for example, people like me, YouTube, all type of resources, when it is there and it is given and it's given freely, that's when the execution part comes in because, like you said, when it's something that somebody wants – they, they will figure that out. They will figure that outcome, sink or swim, they will figure that out. But when it comes to something um, that does not give instant gratification, it's a little bit difficult to get them to grab hold of it, actually use
0: it and run with it. And I think that's the major key. You said it right there, instant gratification. We yeah. are a... Microwave generation unfortunately If we don't get it right now on the spot That's why social media is so big Because you post mm-hmm. a picture Bam you get a like you feel that kind of High e-media yeah. Building your finances And paying down debt and paying down Your loans and all that crap ain't fun It's not fun yeah. it's not sexy It doesn't feel good right away So people just don't do it That's true,
1: That's true But I think too it comes down to A mindset shift Because initially, it depends on who you are trying to appeal to as well. If you are trying to appeal to an audience, again, that's full of instant gratification, microwave generation, they they can't take a year off because social media forces them to keep pushing. Yes, you are not going to want to do it because look what you were clouding your area with. But if you start hanging around the right people that's focusing on paying off debt, building um, their savings accounts, starting business, getting their money up, really getting to the bag that everybody on social media likes to talk about, what you want to do and the energy that you want to put out and what you want to talk about is different. Because now then saying, oh, I paid my car off. Now that becomes sexy. That becomes the good things to talk about when you surround yourself with the right people.
0: Agreed, I could not agree more Sit with the winners, the conversation is different If the only thing that your people Want to talk about is You know, what little baby got going on And what's happening on the shade room That's not the jam, period That's not what's up Like, There's a time and a place for gossip and kiki But if your coin is not right you don't you literally do not have the time to worry about what millionaires got going on and who got a Birkin bag oh. and what Saweetie said. It's not relevant. You are it's on not, lunch break. At AutoZone. It's just not for you, sir.
1: It is not relevant. Listen, I told somebody the other day they was asking me about the whole Birkin bag conversation. I said two things. I say out of rich people business. That's the first thing. The second thing is. My purse has come with a decimal after the second number, not a comma. That is, that don't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> that has nothing to do with me.
0: I stay out of people's, no. That's that's. Yeah. that's I am dead. We stay out of broke business. You know what? I might I, have to put that on a hat. Good night. I'm dead. <laughs> I would out that's of business. Do that don't got nothing to do with me. Don't ask me about it. Don't stand <laughs> in my tax bracket
1: yes okay yes i've heard and, and that's that. That to be honest like that stuff is intimidating especially when you are going through um uh, with your finances when you desire to be in that place and you are not there that type of stuff is intimidating and it will keep you broke because you will find yourself trying to keep up with the joneses that is real like people don't just say that to say that that social media is if is intimidating If you have not owned where you are in your financial life, you will be intimidated by someone who appears to be doing better than you on social media, and that stuff will
0: sink you for a long time if you get caught up in that. 100% true, and the key word there was appear, folks. Just because yeah. it looks good, and it looks glittery and fantastic does not mean that um, the account balance matches what they show you on Instagram, and that goes for celebrities, regular uh, people, me. Joe Schmo, your homegirl. Okay, that's a whole other episode. That's. So- <laughs> This show will be three hours I long, Daisha.
1: I, I see the documents. Right. I do. I, so for me, it's like, I, I have that conversation with my clients. Like it, it goes hand in hand, like mindset and what actually is happening in the bank account. That goes hand in hand. So when I see those type of things, I, And for me, that's what makes what I do so important to me, because in my own business, I can have their real raw conversation with other black women that I could not have when I was working at the bank. So when I see one say one thing and then I say, "Okay, let me see your financial documents. Numbers don't lie. So when I see the documents, oh, we have we got to have a real conversation because me as a personal finance coach. My motto is one and done. I only want to work with you once because if I have to see you again, you ain't, you didn't do something. You didn't do something right. So we're going to use this time wisely and we're going to have to have those tough conversations. We're going to have to look at those financial documents. You're going to have to tell me the truth. We're going to have to face some horror realities, but that's a part of financial education. Once you get past the beginning, the broke black
0: girl, once you get past that, it's, it's uphill after that. I love the sound of that. I'm ready for uphill, honey. Okay, so my next question for you, your brand, the Broke Black Girl, has a word in it that we, as a Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast, are literally allergic to, but I understand that you use broke in a different context, so can you just elaborate on that for me a little bit? Yes, yeah, so again, I am a fan of positive
1: language. I love affirmations. I love speaking positively to yourself, but I am also a huge fan of being being truthful. And that is just something that you cannot ignore. Just because you don't say it doesn't make it go away. doesn't make it any less true. And I'm a huge fan of just facing reality. And again, we do come from a place where personal finance is not something that's given to us. So a lot of us do find ourselves broke. And I think that so many other financial coaches or again some of the mainstream financial literacy is taught from a place where people are starting in the middle it's where you already expect that they know what comes first so for me I feel like so who serves the people that are actually broke who serves those people so they get overlooked they're not served they're stuck while people are either faking to be in the middle or are actually in the middle, these people do not get represented. They do not get served. They do not get the education that they need. And for me, that's where I come in it because broke people do exist. There's no way around it. Like it's a hard truth, but they do exist. So for me, that's where I come in. And I say, okay, I'll be the willing vessel. I'll dub myself the broke black girl since people don't really want to accept that. I'll do that and I'll make sure that I do right by that. By being the willing vessel, you go through me, i get you right. Now you're not the broke black girl no more. And then I'll still be here serving the rest of the broke black girls that come after you. So now you don't have to own that. No one else has to own the broke black girl. I'll do it for them. I, I do what I got to do. I get you right. I educate you. I get you the information that you need. Then when you go on, you go work with someone who's going to help you scale, which is perfectly fine. My area of expertise is serving people that's at the bottom. And I enjoy that because they somebody got to do it. And, that, and that's where I come in at.
0: I love that. I think that is a major key is to look for underserved pockets in your niche for all my entrepreneurs out there. You do not have to start at the absolute mountaintop where everybody is trying to get that customer. There are absolutely people that are ignored, that are yes. desperate for information and desperate for content. And you could be that person to deliver that message to them. That's I mean, a hello. Light bulb moment. Yes. And,
1: and this and when we when we look at it from a business perspective when I need clients or when, or to get clients or to get people to buy my products or to attend my events I don't have to my, I already have my audience I don't have to search. Anywhere. I mean, of course, marketing has to happen in all cases, but for me, it's not difficult because I already have built a trusted community who already have felt overlooked for so long. They've been longing for a place to belong. I have already created that. So when it comes to products or my services or my events, they all do extremely well because I already created. My people. So I'm not going after the financial coaches who are at the mountaintop, as you say. I'm not going after their people. Those that's not my people. I serve my people, and my people, and, I- and I'm available for them. So I have no problems in my business when it comes to getting things done
0: or getting things sold. And we are going to get into getting things done and getting things sold, honey. That is coming up. That's a good segue. You just hold that freaking thought. My next question for you. What popular financial advice do you disagree with? The I disagree. Okay. Yes. So what is floating around? So What's word on the curb? That according to Dasha is just not it. That ain't the jam. It's a lie. It's a scam.
1: <laughs> okay. So there are a lot of mainstream financial coaches that will beat people, I believe, into their blue in the face about not having any debt they will like where debt free is like the thing and and if you have debt or if you're borrowing money then that's bad the debt is bad and for me i completely disagree with that and i disagree with that from a black woman's perspective when you think about um black women and finances we lead in things such as entrepreneurship education but we really struggle with getting access to capital. We, we really struggle with getting access to capital. So in our case, we have to leverage some type of debt to catapult our businesses. It could be a business loan, a personal loan, um, some type of credit. We have to use some type of credit in many cases to move forward. So debt works for us. But in America, I feel like they bank on Americans being ignorant when it comes to that. So they're already saying that is bad. Don't do it because nine times out of 10, you're going to mess it up and you're going to be in debt, which when when you give debt to the wrong person, that is very well true. But when you give debt to someone who like us, black women who needs it, and we have a plan with what to do with it, especially entrepreneurs, it's necessary for us. We don't have mom and dad giving us 20 K to invest in a business. We don't have grandpa pulling it out of his company and giving it to us we don't come from that so when someone um and I'm sure you understand what I mean by when I say mainstream um when they say that when it trickled down to us it don't work for us not having any debt doesn't work for us we can't go out and just pay for a car cash we probably could but it'll take us what five for a nice car in 2020 it probably will take us five six years just to save to pay that vehicle off so what do we do for five six years Catching a bus, that's not everybody's story. Uber, that's not everybody's story. Bike riding, that's not everybody's story. So then, because now it goes into different issues. What if I don't live in a safe neighborhood? How am I going to ride my bike to work? Mm-hmm. How can you say certain things to me without considering me being an African-American woman living in a, an African-American community? Um, some communities are not safe. Some communities are deserts. You can't say certain things to me and think that it's going to resonate with me because it's not. So for me, I I completely disagree with the no debt being 100 percent debt free is the way of life, because that's not
0: always the case. Sometimes we have to leverage debt to even the playing field. That is a major correlation. I've never heard anybody put it that way. You're 100 percent right. Uh, The debt free thing is a big Boom, it is a big trend to be anti-debt, to be, oh, I paid my debt down by the time I was 22 or whatever the case may be. And that's all Mm -hmm. fine and good. If that's your ministry that you want to do in life, God bless and, you know, go forth and prosper. On the other hand, like you said, capital and access to capital is traditionally uh, a no-go for us. It is a 99% chance that that bank or that loan or that whatever um it's going to be harder for you to obtain. You're 100% yep. right. We don't have we're not grandfathered into things. We're not just women, but we're black women. So we already have yes. two strikes against us when it's time <laughs> to go into somebody's bank and ask for some money, but we have to do it anyway because if you think that scrimping and saving to launch your business is going to get you where you want to go, sis, I'm here to tell you that is not the play. It's period. Not. You might get there, but it's going to take you two, three, four, five extra years to get there when you could have been two, three, four, five years entrenched in your business and making money and paying that yeah. money back. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Though. Yes. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's exactly how I look at it. And for us, time isn't always on our side. So I I, I probably don't have five, six years. Time is
0: never to, on our side. Tomorrow is yeah. not promised to anybody. Yeah. Don't you dare save From every paycheck thinking, okay, when I have X amount of money, I'm going to start my business. No, ma'am, while you're doing that, there are white women and there are white men and there are black men and everybody else on this planet taking that business from you, taking those customers from you. You cannot afford to wait. Do it today. Wake up like Daisha did and do it today. Yes,
1: yes. That's real. That's real. So that was definitely, that's one method that I completely, that I completely disagree. I mean, if it works for you, it works. But when we when we start thinking about scaling, you nine times out of 10, you need capital to scale. And if you don't have that in your pocket, you're going to have to get it off credit. So that is going to matter to you. Right. If you in, in the terms of scaling, it's going to matter. So, yeah. Th- so, I, for me, it's like I really want people to be careful with the uh, financial education tools that they grab from different people because you really have to make sure that it relates to your goals that you know it's not all all, and I, i say that to my clients all the time it's not one size fit all just because one person did something and it worked very well for them that's fine that may not be your story you may you probably can't take that route
0: Mm, I heard that. That was a word already. Okay, I got another question for you. Let's go. Okay. I want to talk, speaking of debt, I want to talk student loan debt. So many millennials are crushed under the weight of these huge payments that never seem to move. What advice would you give them on how to get Sally Mae off their back?
1: You know what? To be honest, I am not a fan of Sally Mae at Same. all. Same. At all. <laughs> um, And paying off my student loans has really been an uphill battle. I finally got it down to like 6K, which I'm so thankful for. But when, I, when it comes to student loans, I definitely say take advantage of all of the available resources. One of the things that I see a lot in our community is people... Student loans are there. They exist. And, but some people do not communicate with them. They don't take um, advantage of things like payment plans. Um, that would be the first thing is communication. This is something that somebody even had to tell me because fresh out of high school, I didn't know anything about student loans. Um, when I wasn't in school anymore, I definitely didn't think about paying them back. So it was like eating away at my credit. And my best friend, she's her name is Kiara. She's and she does credit. Her name is Credit with Kiara. She does credit. And when we sat down, she was like, This was years ago. She was like, What's going on with your student loans? I'm like, I don't know. They be calling. I don't, I don't be answering. It was like that type of situation. And she no, was like, No, no. That not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it go. But see, look, see, I'm gonna be honest. This was years ago when I was not savvy. But so I'm, I'm, I'm always be honest. This was like years ago when I was not savvy at all. I was like, Okay they there I'll pay when I paid that was like literally the mentality that I had I went through my spell of bad financial you know situations too and when she was like no that's that's definitely not how it goes so my biggest thing what I've learned is communication if you have student loans and if it's hard for you to pay it off or you, you don't understand what options are available communicate with your lenders call them up see what's available let them know what you can pay set something up but do not ignore them do not just do away with them communicate Communicate with your lenders you get more you get more assistance when you open up and you communicate and you let them know what's going on versus just ignoring it and letting it just go to the wayside i've missed opportunities not even just financially not speaking up so just speak
0: up and communicate with your lenders and see what options are available and i think that message applies to your landlord your boss your uh romantic partner your whomever yeah. it, When you make it very clear That you want to work with the program You want to do your yeah. part You want to pay that debt down Or you want to whatever the fill in the blank thing is The other party Wants to usually work back with you That enthusiasm yeah. And that luster and that desire Makes them want to be flexible with you Ignoring it You telling me fuck me Like you don't care about my money And and that's the energy I'm going to give back to you
1: Yeah. Yes, and, and, and a lot of, uh, one of the things that we don't recognize with student loans is that at this point, it's so normalized. Other lenders are expecting student loans to exist. But student loans also have a negative impact on our credit, of course, when they're not being paid. So what lenders, what other lenders see when you think of core loans, home loans, they are more easy to work with you when you have student loans if they see that you're actively paying on them. So, yeah, you may owe that. Debt with student loan, but it's not going to hold you up from other options or getting access to other things. So if communicate you're with even if it's just a five dollar payment. Communicate so that it doesn't mess you up in other opportunities. I would hate for you not be able to not to get a car that you really need because you're not paying a student loan and it's killing your credit score. You're negative in this account. Like don't communicate. Get on something uh, an income based plan something so that it doesn't impact you in other areas
0: that's you guys's homework assignment you heard it here first dacia said communicate open that email open them hot pink of letters that they send you (laughs) get on the phone just like you sit on instagram every day sit on the phone and talk to your lender and make a plan to do the best that you can so that you are not held up i absolutely approve that message all right. I got another question for you. Let's talk money. Let's talk business. You do it all. OK. Public speaking, online courses, ebooks, Facebook groups, coaching. OK. How do each of these avenues play a role in your business? And how would you say other business owners can develop a portfolio of products like you did?
1: OK. So the first thing that I want to say is before I sold anything, before I did any courses, any ebooks, any speaking engagement, I built a community. so that was the first thing that I did So before I jumped out with the ebook, I already had people who would buy it um so with my Facebook group, I don't know how much you may know about Facebook groups, but people store Facebook groups for anything they will store like it's a Facebook group of people pretending to be ants and it has over a million people in there. Wait wait yes, wait 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 wait
0: wait wait wait. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. One more time. Yes. Now, now now run that back for me. It's a Facebook it is
1: group. A Facebook what? So people <laughs> pretending to be ants, and it's like one person. She's like the queen ant. This is their group. This is their group. But I say that, and it has over a million people in this group. But I say that to say people create online communities for every thing. And it's so much power in online communities. When I started my Facebook group, I had no intention of eventually becoming a full-time personal finance coach. But because the community grew so fast, the demand for me was so high, it was no way that I could just teach on on that platform to so many people at once. The demand became so high for me to work with people one-on-one. So it kind of pushed me into okay, how can I best serve yeah. How can I best serve them? So first I started with digital products, e-books, templates, budget sheets, et cetera, et cetera. Those were going very well. Then people were saying, OK, well, I have the product. Now I want you to help me with the product that pushed me into coaching so that I did the coaching. And then people were saying, like, OK, well, now you're booked how how else can we work with you that pushed me to do things like live courses so my as my business continued to grow off of the community that i built first it continued to open up more doors and because the community that i built uh, when you have uh, something like a facebook group or any type of online community that you lead and is credible and the information that you give is resourceful and useful. It's going to sell itself. So it positioned me as a financial expert. So then that opened up to speaking engagements. So off of this one click of a button, create a Facebook group, building my own community scaled all of these different opportunities and in retirement, it it has created an entire business for me and the demand for me became so high with speaking with teaching with creating and pushing out digital products leading this community I I was losing money being at work so I had to quit yes Uh, uh, I was losing uh, money being on the clock so I had to quit I
0: am deceased. I am barely holding on to my chair, y'all. You have no Mm -hmm. idea. That is a message and a word. If God has ever spoke to me, I'm losing money on the clock. Look, Won't he do it? I'm on the ground. I was losing money. I used to be at work Taking my lunch break in
1: the hallway, negotiating, speaking opportunities, having to decline things. And it was eating me up because I'm like, they they want to pay me to do something in 30 minutes that I have to wait two weeks to earn here. And, but it was scary, though, to say, like, OK, this is real, but this is safe. Like, right. my job was safe. But what was happening was so real. But I said, you know what? It, it's sink a swim, yep. and I quit, and, and I quit. I said worst pace. case scenario. I yes, I said worst case scenario. I give them two weeks. If I gotta come back, I come back. Right. And I I haven't been back since 2018.
0: I haven't I haven't haven't had the need to go back at all. And you never will with an attitude Not like that. You never will. I think that is a huge takeaway for my entrepreneurs, for anybody aspiring to start a business, uh, selling products when you have no recognition when you have no community, when you are not an expert in something, when people don't know you like you or trust you is, I mean, a shit show. Honestly, it is extremely difficult to sell to people when they don't know mm-hmm. you like you or trust you. Now, if you do it the day show way and you build first and you teach them first and you pour value into their lives, First, And you make yourself established and credible They will beg you to pay you yeah, yeah, They will email you and ask you Well what other services do you have What products can you buy Who? How can I spend money with you And I love doing it that way Kind of building it backwards Don't launch the product and yeah. then figure out Who your buyer is Do it the other way around And your buyers will inform you They will tell you what they want from you
1: Yes. Yes. And that is exact. That is exactly what happened. And what I said earlier it goes right back to that. I didn't have to look for customers. I didn't, I wasn't looking for them in the beginning. I just wanted to say, look, I don't want any other black women to kind of go through what I went through when it comes to financial literacy. I really can't serve you in this corporate America role. So let me create this safe space for black women and give them all the financial education that I have. I was just getting it out of my head into right. a Facebook group. That literally was all that I woke up three years ago today and wanted to do. If you would have told me a couple of months after that I was going to be in this magazine, this magazine here on that stage, I never would have thought that. I never, and even now to me, it's still catching up. Like it's, I haven't had a chance to sit down and look back and reflect. Like this really happened, you know, mm-hmm. this really happened. I haven't, I haven't, but that's what happens too. I was ready though. It happened so fast, but I was ready. So that's another word for entrepreneurs. We, we ask for a lot. We want a lot, but even when things don't look promising, I had to keep working. I had to keep working. I had to, even though I knew a lot about financial literacy, I had to still educate myself. I had to still keep reading. I had to still be a student. I had to still be willing. So when the opportunities came up, Oh, you don't got to ask me twice. I'm ready. I've been ready. I was already ready.
0: I was already so uh, that, really ready.
1: I was already ready. And that's something, you know, that I really want entrepreneurs to take heed to. Because sometimes when it doesn't look promising, it's easy to slack off or say, forget it. But well, we miss opportunities that way. Right when you're ready to throw that towel in, that's when that phone's going to ring. And then yeah, what? That six months you could have been prepared. Yes, yeah, six months you wasted moping, complaining, and crying and you could have been preparing, and then your day come and you miss it. Like, I don't want that to
0: be somebody else. I don't I don't want that for nobody. That is an absolute word. And you see what she says. She quit her job when you were getting offers to make your two weeks paycheck in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And even and then, you were scared. But you did it anyway. But you didn't just... Up and moonwalk out of your job You know because one person bought a $3 ebook you waited Until the coins Were satisfactory when they were Heavy when they were coming in when you were Losing money being on the clock Somewhere else is when you walked out of your Job like do not let these other Coaches tell you you know That jobs are whack And paychecks are beneath you and this, this, that. And the third, I am not a person that uh, desires to work in a traditional factor, but I used my paycheck to build my business. That's what it was there for. It served its purpose for me. And I want other entrepreneurs to do the same. Don't let these people tell you to quit your job, because when the rents do, they don't have nothing for you. It's, it's due, and that, and that is so
1: real, and people will do you like that. People will do you like that, but you have to know when you're ready. You ha- you really have to know when you are ready, and it has to make sense. Yes, taking a leap of faith is great, but it, it had to make sense. I got two kids. It had to make sense. My kids wouldn't understand when the landlord knocking on the door, telling us to come up out of here. They're not going to understand, nope. oh, I took a leap of faith. They're not going to nope. get that. They can't They're eat not that. get they right it had to make sense it really had you know um to make sense so i'm definitely i definitely agree with you i am not a fan of oh somebody today was a good day i, I made a hundred dollars let me quit like no like so you made a hundred dollars today so let's try to make that every day you know what i'm saying like let that start setting goals for
0: you don't just make rational decisions absolutely especially as a mom especially as a responsible person and at this point My listeners are all millennials. That means that we are all over 21. We're not 17 and Mm -hmm. 18 anymore. Everybody got rent and car notes and mortgages and shenanigans and insurance and 401k. Let's not play the okie doke folks. (laughs) Now, my next question for you. What is one thing you wish millennials knew more about regarding their personal finances? And what is one thing you wish millennial entrepreneurs knew more about regarding their business finances? So give me both.
1: Okay. I want to say when it comes to this really could answer both questions.
0: Okay. Budgeting.
1: Okay. Yes. More about budgeting. See, when, when what I get a lot when people hear the word budget they instantly connected to broke. They really do. They connected to broke, or it's too restrictive, or this means that I can't have fun, or I can't do what I want to do. And I'm the type of person where I feel like if it can fit in your budget, you can do whatever you want to do. Like I'm in my bag and I'm on my and I'm on a budget. That's that's like how I live. I'm in my bag, but I'm on a budget. And so it's like if you Pay attention to, again, what's coming in, what's going out, what is your money doing, making your money work for you. That's what a budget does. It makes your money work for you, not you working for your money or your money telling you, oh, this is where I'm going to go or this is what's going on. It's you sitting down and actually having a plan with your money and your finance. And that goes for personal and business. I really wish that more um, millennials understood how powerful a budget is. How powerful a budget is. Um, a guy said to me a couple of months ago, oh, I don't have a budget. I just keep making more money. And to me, I feel like that's so dangerous. That's so dangerous because you have no clue what's going in, what what's coming in, what's going out, what's going on. Like A budget is a spending plan for what you want to do with your money and what your money is supposed to do. So I really wish that they understood how powerful that one sheet of paper, that one sheet of paper is. It's just a plan.
0: That's really all it is is a plan for what your money is supposed to do month to month and see that would have been me. I'm gonna go ahead and call myself out uh that would have been me. I don't have a budget. I just keep making more money, but I wanna do better. <laughs> I need to do better because the that one is true, but the other one needs to be true too. I do keep making more money, but in order for me to reach my highest goals, be my highest self do my absolute best, leave the most money behind mm-hmm. for generations to come, I have to have a better plan. So I got to call myself out. I can't yeah. just talk shit about my listeners. I got to call it on the Lord, too, and be better. And you know what? We're going to get Dasha to get me together, too, y'all. So don't you worry. I'm going to send you a budget template that I
1: have, and you can I guess put it on, like, in a link or something and give it to your listeners. It's, oh, a, it's lovely. a simple template. A simple template, a budget to me, it it saves you so much time. And and also, it's so easy for us in our business and in our personal finances to look at our accounts and say, oh, I got an extra $500. I'm about to spend that. But if you had a budget, it shows you what that $500 is supposed to be doing because that probably is poor rent. There probably is poor electricity. There probably is poor, oh, it has to pay for some of my systems for my business. But if you don't have something that's tangible, that's holding you accountable, like a budget, you're going to think that that money is free money and idle money and spend it however you want to. And then when the bills come and, you the, and the invoices come in. You're looking stupid because you spent it. Like, I tell a lot of my clients when they say, like, oh, I don't know where my money is. I be like, you ate it. When I look yeah. at your, doc, your when I look at your bank statements, you ate it. You yeah, thought that there was free money. <laughs> yes, you thought that that was free money, and it wasn't, and you ate it. And so when you're telling me, oh, you're coming up short every month, and you can't make this, and you can't make that, there, that's where it's at. That's the, you know, that's where it's at. But a budget, it helps curb some of that stuff. If you like eating out, put an eating out category in your budget. And I have my one of my friends she was telling me like look she likes to go out and drink she was like I'm not stopping it so how can we make that make sense I said okay we put it in the budget this Got is your it. cap for the month this is your cap for the month so now you can go out you can kick it you can do whatever you want to do guilt free you are not rob it from Peter to pay Paul take it from the rent money to kick it with your friends <laughs> because you budgeted for this moment. You budgeted for this money. So you good. So I, I really wish more people understood just how important that one document is, that one budget. You can look at it as a spending plan,
0: however you choose to view it, that one sheet of paper, how powerful it is. I love it. I will be linking that in the show notes for you guys. Dasha, excuse me, has a template for <laughs> us to get our finances right. And that rolls us right into the get rich tip of the week. Now, this entire episode has basically been a giant get rich tip, but I know you've got one major takeaway for me. What can I give the people as this week's get rich tip?
1: I want to say one get rich tip that I will give is this is going to sound so cliche, but it's so real. Is time is money. Time management is a direct correlation to money management. How you spend your time, there really is going to be um, an example of probably how you spend your money. So for me, when it comes to money, I try to account for every hour of my day to, to check to see if I'm either going to be spending or making Spending money, making money, am I doing both? If I keep myself busy, it helps me curb some of those. Let me hop on Amazon right quick. Old Fashion Nova sent me a 12th coupon today. Let me jump on there <laughs> right quick. If I'm account- if I'm accounting for my time, it helps me curb a lot of things, and it helps me both stay focused on my financial goals. So I want to say definitely time management and money management go hand in hand. So how you spend your time probably is a –
0: true reflection for how you spend your money. Absolutely. And we don't want to get into the thing that we've been conditioned to do, which is to trade Time for money. That's what right. you do when you're on the clock at somebody else's job, building their dream. No matter how much money they pay on you by the hour, you are mm-hmm. trading your time for money. And time is the one resource on this planet that you cannot get back. Look at us now. It's November 2020. How crazy is that? It was just mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Like we didn't even know what COVID-19 was this time last year. And look how crazy. Things have progressed. You are not going to get that time back. So that is a major, major key. Manage your time wisely.
1: Correlate that
0: time to your finances. And remember that that time is not coming back. Money can be replenished. When that time is gone, that's it. It's over. (laughs) It's done. That's real. It is done. So now I know you've got a book recommendation for me. Tell me about a book that has changed your life or changed your financial life, or changed your life as a mom, whichever one you want, or give me all three. Hit me with a good book today.
1: Okay, I want to say a book that has really changed my life. It was actually a book that I read as a teenager. Surprisingly, it has nothing to do with finances. Okay. But the name of the book was called, the name of the book was called Tempest Rising. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of this book. But actually, it was a book that my mom um, gave to me. And in this book, it was about a mom and her husband. They went on, like, some trip. The husband passed away. The mom kind of was, like, out of it after that. And it just covers the mom's recovery from, like, mental health issues and her three young black daughters, how they grew up and overcame. And they, it just was, like, a victory story. And me being 14, reading how the oldest child really stepped into um, a much older role and how she grew up. It was something that I really needed at, at that age, at that point um, of my life. It was like a breakout story. So after reading that book, it really helped me look at my mom very differently as, as like a very strong woman. It really helped me as a teenager. And, and even now, as a mom, I have two children. I've been through um, a divorce, a few different things. I always reflect back to that book of just overcoming. So if it's, if it's any moms that's listening, I think that it's a very a very great book. I think it's a very great book on on victory um, over tragedy.
0: Do you think that your mother knows how much that book impacted you or do you think that that was her intent when she gave it to you? See, um, my mom had me
1: when she was very young and that was like our, that's how we communicated. I was growing up, she was growing up and she would read a book and she would give it to me um, to read as well. So I don't know if at that moment she she knew what she was doing, but she definitely knows that that book definitely changed some things in me at that age. And, and that was something that we just kept doing. She'll read a book. She'll give it to me. And that's the, to me, that's why I love black women so much. My mom, her being young, she probably was still finding herself as a woman, figuring out how she was as a mom. But she found a way to not to connect with me and not just leave me in the loops while she was finding herself. And that's what she did. She would read something, pass it to me, and then I kept so many of those gems from the books that I read at that age with me. But that particular book, it, it really stuck with me.
0: I will link that book in the show notes for you guys. I've never heard of it, but I'm excited to read it because if it impacted someone as brilliant as you, then I need to read it cover to cover. And that's yes, a dude. reminder... To teach our little brothers Our little sisters If you're a parent If you are a big cousin If you are part of big brothers, big sisters Or whatever you know community that you're in When you have preteens and teenagers And young adults in your life Share these important messages with them Not just about finances But about life Because look at you You read that book at 15, 16 And here we are 15 years later, and it's still, you know, it's rolling yeah. around in your brain teaching you lessons, and that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that is, to me, it
1: goes to, like you said, to each one teach one, passing on knowledge. My mom probably did not have the financial literacy to give me, but she gave me what she could, and if each one of us took that type of approach, we the
0: next generation would be unstoppable. Like nobody would be able to fuck with them. They would be unstoppable. Yes. Amen. You know what? That's the perfect place to leave it. I want to thank Daisha Kennedy for joining me today, dropping jewels and knowledge upon knowledge. Um, can you please leave the people with a way to contact you? Give them your Instagram, give them your website. I'm going to link all this in the show notes guys, but you need to hear from Daisha herself. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I really
1: enjoyed this. But if anyone wants to follow me, look me up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, The Broke Black Girl, exactly how it sounds. It's spelled that exact same way. Website too, TheBrokeBlackGirl.com.
0: I love it. It was a pleasure to have you, baby. Thank you. If I record from right here, how does that sound? If I record directly into my computer, how does that sound? Again, I just want to thank Daisha Kennedy for joining us today. So much value. So many gems dropped in this episode. And like always, all her content, all her information will be saved in the show notes. So you can click around, find the book she recommended, get a cocktail recipe. You know how I do it every single week. And I just want to thank you guys for subscribing to the show, liking the show, leaving your reviews. As always, email me. It's asia at getrichorgetdrunktrying.com. I want to hear from you. Tell me who else I should bring on the show. Tell me what you guys are thinking. Reach out to me. I love to connect. Other than that, I will see you guys next week. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. Thank you to Daisha Kennedy of thebrokeblackgirl.com. She was incredible, wasn't she? She dropped so many gems for us this episode. Uh, Like always, I appreciate you guys for subscribing to the show. Continue to leave me those reviews. As always, you can email me. It's asia at getrichorgetdrumtrying.com. I want to hear your thoughts. Tell me what you thought about Daisha. Tell me about your budget. I mean, just holla at me. I want to know what's going on. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. What's up, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. It's your girl, Asia Abstin. We are back with episode 44. Uh, that record, how sexy is that intro? That is Feel Away, 2 Chainz, Kanye West, Brent Foyez. I mean, that alone makes me excited. Y'all know I'm from Chicago. You know I fuck with Ye as crazy as he is. I'm always going to fuck with yay. It is what it is. Uh, So today I've got a dope interview for you by my girl, Daisha Kennedy, my new business bestie. She is going to change your life with this information. Your budget is about to get snatched. Your money is about to get right after this episode. But before I hop right into that, I dropped my very first course. (laughs) I pre-launched it. This week and I'm stuttering even talking about it because I'm so excited and I honestly can't believe I did it. But you guys know I had Ellie Talks Money on uh, previously and she convinced me that I needed to drop this course. I've had this information rattling around in my brain for the longest and it was time. It was time to drop this information. So the Lux 365 course is a course for women women who want to leave mediocrity behind forever and live their most glamorous, abundant, luxurious lives starting now. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's about money. It's about abundance. It's about joy. It's about manifesting. It's about positivity. It's about dating better men. It's about success. It's about career. And I talk about all of that on the show every week. You guys know that. But this is just an hour. I can only give you so much content. And this is geared towards entrepreneurs. This is geared towards business. The Lux 365 course is taking it personal. It's taking it to a deeper level. This is the content that you need. This is that guided uh, big sister over your shoulder to teach you how to achieve all the goals you have ever had for yourself starting today. So the pre-launch is up as we speak, as you are listening to this, and the actual course launch date is this Thanksgiving. I cannot believe it. I have been working my butt off to bring you guys this, and I am so, 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 so thrilled. The feedback has been insane. You are going to learn so much, and you're going to change your life with this course. I can guarantee you that. So anyway... As always, I will link all the scoop for the Lux 365 course in the show notes. Now, let's get into the broke black girl.